I'm still driving and, you know, I spent like two hours recording myself just rambling. So, uh, um, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. I hope we can hang out more and um, connect more because I, I enjoyed myself. And I like the way that, I like, I just, you bring out an interesting side of me that I had a good time being today. So, appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. I wrapped it in cellophane just like you like it. <laughs> uh, we we started off with uh, Navin R. Johnson uh, quotes right off right out the gate. This is wait. Later, hopefully, uh, the podcast will end up before you show me your special purpose. <laughs> I have a special Against humanity, uh, I am your host, uh, uh, Glenn Gould. I am your host, <laughs> and no, I am your host, Luke. I'm your host. So anyway, so uh, um, I'm Spartacus. No, me and the wife are both Spartacus. Uh, so anyway, so that was uh, that was uh, uh, Josh Cole uh, uh, impromptuing there on the on the piano. I thought, oh wow, he plays piano. Then I realized, no, you probably don't. Uh... No, I could do better than okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a piano player, but I can definitely do better than that. Well, it's in it was in C, so it's really tough to. Fo- it's like the harmonica key of pianos. Oh, that was in C. <laughs> yeah, you just you just it's, a, it's the key of trump. You avoid the black keys, I suppose, would be the. I don't know if he avoids them. <laughs> he kind of goes right to it. He's... Touche. But he's always had a good relationship with the blacks. The blacks, yes. Yeah, that's 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 clearly the way you would articulate that if you had a good relationship with the blacks, the women. Somebody told me uh, my friend Todd Young quoted back to me something that I don't remember saying, which is the really the awesomest part about getting older is that people say hilarious things and accredit them to you, and you may have said them. I, I have a feeling you probably did. I, no, it sounds like something I would say. He said that I am supporting Donald Trump. He said, uh, he said that I said I am supporting Donald Trump because fuck America. <laughs> Is that fuck comma America or fuck America? Oh, you're one of those Oxford comma guys who eats, shoots, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a, a dress comma. <laughs> I love you, comma Adam. <laughs> I know. See, I went Han Solo on you. But you're not frozen. Are you going to do the rest of the interview frozen in carbonite? <laughs> uh, perhaps. Perhaps. I'm, you I, should I, see his hands right now. They're sticking out in front of him. He's got this. Like... But we restarted. Whatever we lost, we got back. Did so, we get the song? Look, um, yes, yes, we got the song. I think it was somewhere around the uh, uh, Han trapped in carbonite, which is good enough because, quite frankly, we it's didn't not, need it. That's going away anyway. Anyway, I am here with Josh Cole. Uh, Mumbles the Elf has come down. Now, you came down. Did you come down for anything other than Maya's birthday? 
No, I am very seriously committed to parties. <laughs> <laughs> Slash... Because you went to a party school? Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I just, I love those people, and I like to be when they're having parties because they have the best parties. And I live in the woods and spend a lot of time alone, and I thought maybe it'd be good to get some people time in. <laughs> so this qualifies, and now you can go back to your Unabomber shack? I mean, if you think you qualify, like, I'm not going to disqualify you from being human. <laughs> We're not, that, that, is, that is or isn't the issue. It would, of course, be my goal to, uh, uh, what would be the word, to trans, uh, uh, what, to fly above, what's that, uh, transform, not transform, that sounds too... Uh, Transcend? That's the word. I don't think we've ever had a conversation when it was light out. That was more than a few words. <sighs> all right, well, it's been nice having you. <laughs> <laughs> That was a few words, all right? Yeah. So uh, Josh Cole is, uh, well, I, I met you as a musician, but like you're way more than that now. Um, I, like you seem, at least your Facebook persona, uh, s- uh, uh, seems to, uh, y- you're one of those guys who drips art. I want to hear what my persona looks like to you because that's good data for me. So you tell you tell me who I am, Adam. Let's let me let me flip no, this on you. I'll fix it in post. I'll make you who I want you to All be. Right. I've, been, I've been watching that Unreal show on Lifetime about reality shows, so I can. Uh, you're one of those. I don't own a TV guys. I am one of those. Someone else owns like Hulu. Someone else owns Netflix, and somehow I end up watching it when I want to. Okay, but you actually have a television, or you just use your. Screen. There's a television in the house I live in. There we go. That that uh, connected to a Wii, I think, and that's where the Netflix comes in. Sure. Okay. Well, that, yeah. I'm... I mean, I'm pretty well conversant in several TV shows, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Good. So we can uh, we can discuss Blackish. I haven't watched that. No. No, I have watched that one. I, I, I the it. stereotyping in that one is interesting. Okay. How so? Well, it's basically like I think Blackish is kind of taking. You know, I'm not qualified to talk on that topic on your <laughs> podcast. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. I, but you can say anything you want because I, I know that Larry Fishburne is in it, who was probably Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I see, that's all the I know. Grandfather, I think. Sure, I think why not? Plays, yeah. yeah, it's it's a. Yeah, let's let's keep moving. <laughs> but anyway, you not only uh, uh, are you a songwriter, yeah, um, uh, but. Like you, you, you wrote you wrote a book and you really you're an amateur psychologist. I call myself a feelings detective yeah, I know. for both music and for art and for this I'm developing a trauma healing modality. Okay. Which is somatically based tra- and art based trauma healing. Like trying to take cultural forms as well as some things I've developed for I mean, all the art centers around that. Like, that's my big ideas are about trying to heal the world. Um, but I've written some books. Takun Olam, motherfucker. I don't even know what that means. It means heal the world. It's Maybe. one of the tenets of Judaism. You're supposed oh, to heal the world. Are you Jewish? <laughs> I'm hoping to transcend one day. <laughs> but as we speak, yes. Um, yeah, I. So. I mean, I'm drawing from various traditions and various modalities that already exist, but my idea in one sense is that the world is really fucked and needs solutions, and I don't see people offering solutions that can actually be scaled in a way that will take care of the problems. So I start with like trying to diagnose the problems the way I think they really present themselves in the world, and I'm just trying to like use art and use expression to find solutions that people can try or I can try and figure out if they can then be enacted in the world. I 
So I'm willing to, I mean, I, I was kind of afraid for a lot of years and like doing this work has kind of opened me up creatively. So I have less fear about doing all those things, but I mean, I'm writing a comic book. I need to find an art. I need to find an artist. Um, <laughs> illustrators, give me a call. Um, no, I'm writing a, I'm also doing lots of research into my Irish history because like the way I'm diagnosing this problem has to do with colonization and kind of the this cascading effects of how divide and conquer strategies and how having like whiteness globalized and globalized capitalism like how that stuff like forms ideological frameworks that kind of talk at us rather than like giving us actual strategies for creating sustainable living in the world so i'm looking at it at the systemic level i'm looking at the personal level but i think the the way it's going to have to manifest in the world is through creativity and because creativity is kind of the opposite of pain right like you know that on some level not the opposite but that came out bad like creative if you are creative and able to be open in those moments when you're playing music for instance sure like Bob Marley says, like one good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. And that sounds like just a fun line, but it's actually kind of true. There's something about the presence of playing music where the you transform, you transcend, if you will. Okay. Um, you like you transform the suffering into something else. Okay, I can see transforming, but I I, I don't I don't think it it is pain free. I think it's sort of accessing the pain in maybe a safe way. Yes, exactly. You're accessing it and you're you're letting it speak. And in the the act of letting it speak, I'm sure there's some Jewish term for this too. Like in the act of exposing and kind of gently approaching our own pain, there are like ways in our body that process and kind of heal and keep us moving along. But in some cases like you can be a you can also do music and stay stuck in your pain too. Like that's we know people that have done that all over the place. Like and that's what you see with like your Amy Winehouses and stuff like that. I think like people that are stuck in addictions that are looking for solutions but unable to somehow close the loop between the creativity and love they have to give the world and their own needs. So do you have a do you have a do you have a do you have a, a needle nose pliers to close the loop? Is that what this is? Is that what you want to do on the show? Is fix Adam's feelings? Not my feelings. <laughs> I don't. I famously don't have feelings. I've worked very hard at that. But um, I'm not going to challenge that right now. <laughs> but I'm just. I'm just asking you. Like, uh, so. So this is a nice platitude. But give me. Give me something concrete that you. That you. That you do with this. So one thing is, it's hard to explain because it's actually like. <clears throat> it's not hard to explain. It's hard to get across what I really mean because it requires a shift in consciousness. It requires a shift so that you take your sensations in your body as serious and that you take them as important data for living. Like you just said, I'm someone that has no feelings. Like that would be antithetical to what I'm talking about <laughs> if you really meant it. But I've known you long enough to have caught a few cracks in that. Um, but yeah, so Here's a good example. I haven't thought of it yet. I'm just saying that because you say that in you say that in interviews. Right. Here's a good example. Right. Now and I'm gonna quickly think of it. Something's gonna come out. Right. So I'll, I'll give a good example. So I should have brought my little book in because there's a whole drawn aspect. I, I'm also somehow become a visual artist through all this, but I, my medium is sharpie on paper. Okay. Um, because I've come up with a way. It's kind of like maybe it's not the best way to describe it. it's like a grammar of felt experience because if you don't have a way to express things if you don't have language that or 
or structures for conveying things, then it's almost like they don't exist. Okay, sure. Like, I, I heard a thing recently that was talking about, like, people are theorizing that the color blue doesn't show up in texts for a very long time. Like, that people didn't see blue until they figured out that was something separate from other stuff. They saw green and red and others, but not blue? Yeah. I mean, I, I forget what that was, but, like, it's probably... Like, I can't back that Just up. It's like Roy G, no last name. Yeah, exactly. There's no fucking last name. So, but... So... Here's a simple example. Like, one thing that I try to do, I call it a safety reference point, right? Like, so it's just like, what does a good feeling feel like? And what I have people do is like draw a picture of a body and then mark on that body where they're feeling a good feeling. And then they, they like, this is hacking into songwriting, the second part. Okay. You take that feeling and then you give words or phrases to go along with it, right next to it. So okay. it's, so like, you might like say like oh uh, let's talk let's just go through it like what's one of your songs about heartbreak i know you have a couple of them. uh let's see uh missing you just off the top of my head okay so missing you probably has clues in it to what your underlying feeling actually was at the time sure yeah so do you want to like play it we could we could no. break it down no, okay so no give me a couple of the words and phrases in that song maybe that like stick out to you as like um let's see uh the the money shot line is uh um, I never liked you anyway. Um, despite all the stuff I used to say, as a matter of fact, I think I'm gay. Uh. Right. So you're totally fucking giving up. Like you're like, you're, you're at a place where like, this hurts so bad. Like I'm done with women in general because you have fucking hurt me so bad on the other. So like that would be a clue to find an underlying hurt that you might be able to access in your body if we were doing that. Um, like so, that's part of the grammar. No, wait. Now, how are you going to take someone's own words, use them against them, and expect them to not get defensive? That's exactly right. So, the only way I can ever do anything with anyone is with consent and with like conversation and trust. So, for me, it's about building trust with people over time and that kind of stuff. But mostly, I lead with my own vulnerability. I talk about myself. So, like, I make videos and I make podcasts and things. Like, I'm working on a new podcast right now called Feeling Heard. And I'm just, but I'm asking people just to talk, like give me three to five minutes of like stuff that's meaningful to them, but I'm curating the people. I'm curating people that I know to be emotionally available people. Okay. Um, so that people can hear how emotionally available people talk about stuff because frankly, some of us never run into emotionally available people because the hurt in the world through the colonization is just universal. Everyone's hurt. Like, and they don't talk about it. Like I am Irish. I, it's never come up in conversation in my family that we are refugees from a genocide. Uh, you personally, that was, that was, you know. No, but like my family line, like hurt is ancestral. It's passed on. Like when a family is fucked up, they don't get unfucked up. They just pass on the hurt to the children. Well, now perhaps I, uh, 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 my window is small, but isn't that the default? Everybody's family's fucked up. That's right. But we never talk about it. Well, just, you know, like, like the we sky's take it, blue. We take it as the air we breathe. But like as an artist, don't we sometimes say like, well, what if it were different? Okay. So like what I've done is develop. So let me get back to the nice feeling because that makes more sense, right? <laughs> it's easy to talk about what the fucked up feelings are. Like we can always reconfirm what that is, right? Sure, okay. So what I try to do is, and this, this is something I've done for myself. Like I just... 
I got to a place where I just rock bottom, like had no, like I'd given away all myself because I'm like a giving, loving person. But that's also a way of taking as any, like codependence, right? Sure. So I got to a place where I just had to kind of rebuild myself from scratch. And I've just like tried to systematize the tools as I go so that like I can see if they might work for someone else. I never would force anything on anyone or ask anything of anyone. Like I, if anything, like, I see the world very differently. I see somatic cues in people's faces and in their bodies. Like I see the world in a crazy alienating way, but I always kind of have, but I did different things with it before. What I would do is try to be a different person for every person. And you've seen me do that, I think. Mm -hmm. And I don't do that anymore. Like I'm just trying to be one person. And the way I do it is this. I found a safety reference point. I found something that felt completely good and was uncomplicated. Uh, A feeling. Okay. Chocolate ice cream. It could be that. It could be as simple as that for some people. Like, some people can't even think of a single good feeling, like, because of what you just described, right? Like, fucked up family, fucked up world. Holy shit, what am I going to do? And what I did was I, I found that, and I also figured out a way to articulate it to myself. So, like, if I lose it, I can come back to it. So, like, sort of like a, like a, like a mantra, only more... Uh... So, the reason it's different from a mantra, I think, is that, to me, a mantra is like telling yourself how to feel. It's trying to get yourself aligned with something that's like a standard in some way. And what I do is like, I just try to have it be from the inside out rather than the outside in. So it's like finding something that feels good, detaching it from whatever that, like the ice cream, right? Right. It's no longer about the ice cream. It's just about the sensations in the body. Right. So if I can recognize that, I can come back to it and I can like use that as like, resetting and recalibrating how i feel about anything so in the moment you know it's good to live in the moment like that's another thing music does it forces you to live in the moment for like three minutes at least that's true okay so like when you live in the moment what you can do is like be aware of what hurts and like if something is hurting you can be like oh wait my chocolate ice cream feeling i'm gonna take that chocolate ice cream feeling and just address the hurt feeling with it and receive it from within the hurt feeling see when you break it down like a like a proof like a like a if then it makes a lot more sense to me yeah it's and the thing is like everybody has a different way of understanding their own experience so I almost have to keep changing the way but that's part of the shape shifting that went with like trying to make everyone else happy by being a different person before I no longer have to use my resources to do that. But if someone does need a hand, I know how to enter into the way they look at the world or close enough to have conversation about it. And then I can build enough trust so they don't tell me to fuck off if I'm telling them they look grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I do this with music, too. I do interactive house concerts, which are I set up in the middle and I try to get people standing around the edges. Okay. And I get people singing and dancing and moving on my own material. That's about healing basically but you know like my own interpretation of my own experience and like the movement and like all those things that are like traditional parts of jewish culture for instance like the dancing the music like the circle dancing like there's eye contact there's somatic connections to your neighbor there's like processing trauma in that that's been developed over millennia like i look at cultures like traditional cultures specifically and not america which i think of as a vulture basically like as we like America consumes cultures and then bite like spits them back out like they appropriate it and then like suddenly it's a fad it's gone and then that piece of culture is no longer a living existing thing in the world that is like their 
having been developed for millennia to heal people, it's just a throwaway item like the rest of the bullshit. So, like, I'm trying to, like, return to some of the things that I think are helpful that our forebears also thought were helpful. But without... But having them be adaptive and contemporary also. Okay. Why don't you play us a song, and then we'll talk about how you got to this uh, Okay, and we don't have to just talk about that. I I mean, it might be interesting. Not everyone on your show is probably talking. Do you have a pick? I do. Do you have a capo? I do not. I like that about you. (laughs) So we'll have to do something. I haven't even thought about what to play. Hold on. Uh, Just play anything off your 11-hour record. That, that's called safety in numbers. I took it off the... It also spells out sin, which I thought you'd like. Yeah. Um, can I tell you the story of that? Of course. So, through these drawings I've been doing, like drawing a feeling, basically, I've been adapting the tools to, like... There's a basic form of it, but I like. I think all kind of healing tools have to be adaptable to, like, individuals, like, without trying to, like, tell people what to do or think. Like, because mm-hmm. you, what you just said, right? Like, if I come in to try to help Adam Brodsky with something and I just say, like, do this, I'm going right. to get a black eye or something in the form, of a, folk, in the form of a folk song there you go. about some ex-girlfriend of mine <laughs> who, who you had an affair with or something. So so she told you. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, so I'm drawing these pictures... And, like, they're really weird. Like, there's all these various shapes, and, like, I'm just trying to find a way to express all these different hurts, right? But visually, and I've never... I've always doodled. So the only frame of reference I have for making art is, like, doodling in the margins of papers and, like, during class. So I've just developed that into... Like a monk scribing a Bible? Totally, yeah. (laughs) I've got, like, a high... It's, like, a high form of doodling, like, art. Um, but it's also like very communicative. Like another artist can look at it and like understand the underlying feeling that's going in there. Cause I can communicate the feeling and then they could interpret it too, which is what I'm hoping to do. I'm the comic book series I'm writing takes this, these characters that I've created and just makes them into actual comic book characters. Okay. But there's this one who's actually shows up in the comic book. The first couple issues, the comic book is called fairy doctor, um, which is actually an Irish healing tradition. Like, someone called a fairy doctor which sounds funny yeah <laughs> it's, it's also um, so it's this character called orphan boy who like is stuck in a blue pyramid laying down in a bed you probably understand that feeling right like <laughs> it's pretty it's like you're reading my mind man <laughs> so orphan boy re- reveals to me like this is something i knew all along but i had kind of hidden from myself um Reveals to me, like, basically over a hundred songs that I've recorded demos on my phone and never listened to again. Okay. Uh, like, ever. Like, just recorded them and, like, felt so disconnected that, like, I couldn't, I couldn't even look at that feeling ever again until I had done all this other work. But this, this one picture I drew, like, the voice of that, like, that feeling within me was like, well, what about all these fucking songs? And then I pulled all those together, and I made kind of like this orphan boy compilation. And then I started to listen to that, and I found the themes in them. You know how you have themes in your songs. So I find all these other fucking themes, and I start pulling in some of my other material. End up with like 221 plus songs that I put in alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And it's kind of a trippy experience because... 
I've always made a point, like you know this about me, like of making things sound different from the last thing I did or trying to, like right. within a within a range, obviously. But so it's actually not that repetitive over 221 songs, even though there's like a distinctive sound to like at least the solo stuff. But I I also incorporate some of these house concert things. So you have this like this one time thing where people were singing along or stomping along or something like that, like mixed in. So there's these sonic textures. I find it really interesting, but, and I was trying to like set something up so people could be kind of Netflixy about it, like do some binge listening, but I don't have a fan base. No one really gives a <laughs> shit about anything to do with me, except like our circle of people from like Falcon Ridge, I guess. But even that is like, you run into people once in a while. It's not a fan base. It's just like our friends. Right. Like, and like, I don't expect more from, from like out of friends. You know that you can't build a fan base out of friends necessarily in a I mean you can make friends out of a fan base, but like you can't rely on friends to be your only unless well I don't know. No, don't, you can't that's not a sustainable It's uh, not sustainable, no. <laughs> Economically. Um, so what am I gonna play here then? So that's the story of how like the art I basically created an ecosystem of creative work. Well, what are sp- people supposed to do when you send them an eleven-hour file? It's on Dropbox. I took it off. Right. It, like, but, but, but what what are people supposed to be like? All right, here's every song he's written in the past few years. It's not though. Okay, I know you're prolific, right? No, but what I'm saying is like it's it's very specifically like these songs. Okay, fine, but what, it's like an al- it's a mega album. But but right, but when, but when I look at an ele- like I don't even know where to start. Like I'd be like, what am I supposed to do here? It starts with ah. <laughs> Well, you've been very helpful. <laughs> no, I think the way to listen to it um, is as an immersive experience. Like, rather than thinking about it, you know how you, you know how people used to listen to albums that way, but like somehow that went away. Like, you would break that vinyl out and you'd like make a moment out of it, and you'd just spend a lot of time like getting in touch with it. This kind of forces you to do that because even if even if you're doing other stuff, like you tune in and out of certain words and phrases. Okay. And like, I don't know, things, different things pop out to me every time I listen to it. Like I've spent a couple weekends and like just going through it and it's listenable. I have, I've had a couple other people listen to it, like not more than five to 10 though. Like it's, it's asking a lot of a listener, but I also ask a lot. I was playing a house show recently and someone's like, you're asking an awful lot of your audience. And I was like, I don't think of it as an audience. I think we're just having fun together. Only I'm leaving with some money, but uh, but other than that, hopefully, we're just having fun. Hopefully, I mean, <laughs> I'm the only one getting paid, but uh, but it's, we're all having we're all in this together. Well, I hand out percussion instruments. So I will, I ask people to sing along with it, but I don't. I'm not going to make them uncomfortable with it. Like, and like I'll my favorite, one of my favorite things I do is like leaving the room in the middle of a song when other people are holding it down. Okay. So I played this show. It was like this weird folk fest with this band noisy man gabe i don't know how to say their name but um so there's like all these musicians in the audience and like they i didn't ask them to play with me i just said like there's no rules here like participation is is encouraged if you have to talk just make it quiet like keep everything musical and below the vocal is all i say but there ended up being like this this really good upright bass player who's like in high school that was there playing like he picked up the bass like someone was on piano there's a couple ukuleles okay people all around the room singing and then like this poor high school bass player like at the end of the show i just left the room and he's still playing and he has no idea what's going on (laughs) so like i i mean but to me that's about that shift in consciousness too like we put boxes around our thinking our thinking is 
like said it's sedentary in a lot of ways like you run into that like people think about things in a certain way and even people that are outside the box like they're in a different box a lot of the time so what i'm all about is trying to keep being adaptive keep being fresh and like exciting um so fresh is that would you that's cons- a bad reference I, i'm just moving on thank you <laughs> would, um would, would you consider that are you an anarchist well it's interesting as i do more work into looking at pre-colonial I, fuck, sorry. <laughs> sorry guitar and piano um you, as, hit, you hit my piano with my guitar that's nice that's a nice that's a smooth move anarchist The more I look into pre-colonial Irish culture, what I think I am is like, uh, we're a tribal culture, like, but it's also like, uh, it's not, there's wide cultural diversity within kind of a framework of togetherness. Well, that's, that's the human uh, species where as a tribal culture, I don't see that as just Irish. I don't either. Okay. But what I see is like that way of doing things versus this top down, like, money-driven bullshit which is what colonization was there to install right like and on purpose like they knew it was about that like they said so like the industrialization and the colonization go hand in hand like they they invaded ireland to basically pioneer colonization globally i think and they took all the resources extracted it's extractive and i think that what you just described, like, is how humans really are. Well, but that wasn't... I don't think the, the, the British invented colonization. No. No, no, of course not. Like, it's... I talk about this a little bit in the podcast that I, I got together. Because I, I, I don't just let other people talk. I talk about stuff, too. Um, Thank goodness. And I'm even... I, I feel like I'm over-talking here. You, You're like the you, guest, dude. Oh, it's okay. I'm in charge. All right. <laughs> when it's enough, you'll know. All right, good. Um, I've never really been interviewed. I'm, I'm in charge This here. is We're... my first time being on the other side, mind you. <laughs> it's freaky, isn't it? It's a little freaky. Yes. Um, so, no, they didn't invent it. But if you look at their mode of colonization, like, the Roman Empire didn't go and, like, co-opt cultures. They let people have like their localized culture to a degree. The British, on the other hand, want to install basically what I would think of as like an asshole system. And I think America has carried that forward in one way. Like a friend of mine really thinks like history will show America as like Western British Empire as opposed to Eastern British Empire. Because like nothing really, it's like the Whigs versus the, the Tories basically. Like in America, the Whigs won. And then, like, various things have happened out of that. Um, but, no, they didn't invent colonization, but they took it to another level where they wanted to enforce ways of seeing the world as well as economic stuff, too. So they've, like, and this goes hand-in-hand hand with technological advancement, too, but think about it. Culture is, like, something you do together. It's localized there are healing aspects to it. There's also fucked up stuff about it. Like, we all know that. Like, but it's, that can be adjusted in a culture. Like, over time, sometimes harder than others, tradition. Um, (laughs) 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 Did you get that reference? No, I missed that. missed that that one. uh, Uh, I keep dropping this pick. It's okay. But this time I'm going to not hit the guitar. I know, look at you. You're learning. I'm adapting. Right, you're adapting. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Like the Borg. Um, So... I think we we passively... This is kind of a Marshall McLuhan... Have you read any Marshall McLuhan? Are you familiar with, like, 
it's like a media it's a media critique basically so we passively consume quote culture now we don't actively participate in it and that is a function of that form of colonization all right that's all right you got me there that's cool um salient point yeah so stuff like that i would say is like i'll play a song yeah play uh, uh some culture <laughs> I'm, I feel like I should play a song that it's your show that would fit in more with something that you might do. You play any song you want to play. I never know what to play. Do you not know this about me? I know. I never know what to play. Yeah, and then people yell out about the one with the boyfriends and the girlfriends, and you play that begrudgingly. But just don't play that. I don't want to play that. I know. I'm so tired of that song. Because you don't, if, if you don't, you know, like, I, I, I am not in favor of set lists for myself, but they might be a good thing you might want to look into. Capos, I, I find helpful. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, so, it's a draw. Go. So this, this, this definitely, I think, I think of you when I play the song, even though it's not necessarily the subject matter so much as the way that I deliver it. But it's also kind of a Willie Nelson song. I'm happy to be. Uh, <clears throat> my guitar's nicer. Yeah. Sure. Is. <laughs> um, maybe I shouldn't play that one. Probably not. It's called it's called Bong with Jesus. I, I feel like you would like that song, just because it's called that. You put me in a box is what you're doing. I do. I do. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll try this one. I've never really. I haven't really played this in front of people. I don't think too much. So, um, it's basically it was there was a Facebook like you were talk, we can come back to the Facebook presence at some point, but I'm sure people are getting a sense. There's of no it. song, is there? <laughs> there. I'm now, now you know I'm a folk singer. <laughs> Um, no, no, it it comes from a Facebook comment. I wrote a song based on something like... We all have. Yeah, you, have we? Yes, I have. Well, I have. Well, tell me what your songs are called. Some other time. It's your turn. I try not to hurt nobody. Try not to get real mad. Try, I am real kind to strangers and comfort folks when they're sad. I try to love my neighbor, stand up for what's right. I'm an E. Oh. I drink a bit of coffee each morning and smoke my bong each night. I got my personal reasons. I share my bong with Jesus. Where I fuck up a little bit. So you could either take a solo.
That's why I wasn't gonna play this one because I'm gonna lose. <laughs> Maybe I should just do it. If you're looking time. at me accusingly, no, I'm like trying to. I have the words in the car. I could go grab them. No, no, no. No, that's not. That's the no time good. for that has passed. Time for that has passed. Are we doing bad on time? We're doing fine. All right, uh, let me find the lyric. I had it, and then when you were playing, I didn't come in singing because you were playing, and it sounded so good. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a backhanded. It's my fault, but you're. But but it was. But it was because I was too good. That's yeah. not bad, feelings detective. No, it was. I really. I was enjoying it, and I, I lost track of the, the words. Um. Oh, I got it. Ready? Not what you might call religious, but I share what I got. I got some suffering inside of me, and it's helped by the pot. You might try big pharmaceutical solutions, but they make you feel strange. Besides, this stuff comes from nature, and isn't that God's plan? <laughs> That's a Why would God create this plant to tease us? I'd share my bone with Jesus. Of course. Take it again. about some folks I know who drink I've seen them rise with raging and I've seen them sing Blessed are the merciful and the peacemakers too Well those aren't just my personal feelings Those are Jesus's too <laughs> Uh, chorus? Yeah, there's a chorus. Hold on. Those are Jesus's too. Oh, there's a bridge too. I forgot the bridge. Oh, no one needs a bridge. It's a good one though. Okay, if you got it. Uh, but I skipped over a little bit. We're gonna have to splice this shit back together. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. That was not gonna no. happen. Okay, <laughs> the, the bridge. Oh yeah, I got this actually from a Willie Nelson line. He said, "It's not what goes into the mouth." Jesus says it's what comes out. I would surely, I would surely. I'm playing you a song I don't know very well. That's a terrible thing to do on a it's show, right? right? Um, I would surely smoke Jesus out. Would you even let Jesus crash on your couch? <laughs> Can't say the same about some folks I know who drink. I seen them rise with raging, and I seen them sing. Blessed are merciful, we're out of time, and the peacemakers too. I already did this. I'm fucking this whole song up. I'm fucking the whole thing up. <laughs> this is what I do. I fuck songs up. You, you, you're going to have to sit down with a feelings detective and work this out later? I think so. That's the drag. You're the only person in the world that doesn't have a feelings detective. 
Have you ever had a song that just never quite finished? About a million. All right, perfect. I mean, on the show? Uh, no, this is a first. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, good. I got you in a different little box out there. <laughs> perfect, yeah. Like I said, I'm just adapting. Um, no, but that was part of the development of the skill set that I was working on, because I actually did say, like, I, I want... I, want, I would love to have a me around. And that was actually the genesis of the feelings detective for myself. Because for me, feelings everyone is a feelings detective. It's not about me, really. It's about looking into your own feelings. And all I do is try to help people do that for themselves. I can't, I'm not them. Like, you know, like, I think therapeutic methodologies that try to do anything else are just full of shit. Okay. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I wanted a Josh Cole around and then I was like well hell why am I not being that for me if I can do that if I can be that giving in those ways for other people like that's closing the loop for me it's like oh what why can't I be that kind of gentle to myself well do you have do you have like legit clients and such no I mean I it's not I don't want to ever charge money for that I think that's part of the colonization to charge money for like what should be a community healing skill set. How do you feel about food? Well, I gotta figure out other ways to make money. I mean, I'll, I'll take gifts from people once I feel like they are not totally fucked I, up. I, I totally get that that commercialization, at least when I think of it in terms of art, commercialization. Um, yeah. But also, a fairy doctor, which is a real thing, doesn't take money. Like there, there's a healing tradition in Munster in the south of Ireland that is a, is a non-economically based healing tradition, and I think I fit in that, even though there's like layers of, of, dis dis dias diaspora. Is that how you say that? Yeah, diaspora. The, yeah, like there's you. levels of that there, and levels of like not being. My friend has this concept called deep culture. And this has to do with like the things that are passed on in families that like are kind of unspoken about, like things that are, even when the overt forms of culture disappear, that deep culture goes underground, like it's still there, but you don't recognize it. But you know, like when you have certain friends that are like maybe Jewish or something, you have a certain way of relating to each other, a way of speaking that there's some commonality sure, yeah. there. So like that kind of deep, those deep cultural things can be like very widespread and also provide resources for individual healing and like that already exists in those communities where they still have a living tradition but they still continue even in the familial tribal structure that still exists even if we don't acknowledge it i think here's a song i'm gonna play an actual song all right this is called help yourself this this has some of these concepts in it and maybe that's better than bong with jesus at the moment but <laughs> I guess, I guess me starting and stopping songs is kind of what Mumbles does anyway. <laughs> Mumbles is my late night, early morning alter ego. I'm familiar. <laughs> the peoples need to meet Mumbles, yeah. Mumbles the Elf. I, I did start writing that book, Mumbles the Elf, for you. Yeah, we wrote that together on yeah, Facebook right. one night. We, yeah, we got that going. If you got nothing nice to say, then shut your mouth. I got enough voices inside me telling me to cut. It out, I don't need your help. No, no, no. If your hand isn't going to 
pain already steeping in this bag I don't need your help No, no, no First help yourself find your starving needs and nourish them These nasty, well, the nasty parts will at least don't encourage them First help yourself If you can't grow up, well, don't be telling me how it is. Viewpoint is so laughable and childish. I don't need your help. No, no, no. Well, the airplane's crashing, you won't put on your oxygen. You're so judgmental, but you're suffocating in your own sin. I don't need Yourself is one of life's most endearing charms. I don't need your help. I need your love. So help yourself find your scared little parts and nourish them. These tender parts have been given all along. Encourage them. gentlemen thank you for coming by man that's fun it was it was a lot of fun uh, um you talked about some 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 serious shit that there at the end that's a great song give me the uh, the, the the verse about the oxygen that was really great airplanes crashing and you won't put on your oxygen like to help yeah take i got care, it take care yeah of don't don't let it hang people are smart all right let me start over <laughs> airplanes crashing you won't put on your oxygen <laughs> You're so judgmental, but you're suffocating in your own sin. Yeah, that's really good, man. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming by. You're going uh, back up to Western Mass. I'm going to try. Yeah. So The Feelings Detective uh, is available. For to That's an ebook people can get, right? Well, there's Feel, No One Can Tell You How To, which is available for four bucks on Amazon. Sure. Um, if anyone wants the, I have an album that was recorded all analog. That song's on it. Um, that 
is available if someone just asks me for it. And uh, uh, yeah, is there a website? You just uh, Josh Cole. Feelingsdetective at Gmail or feelingsdetective.com. There's all kinds of essays about some of this stuff there too, because I do tie it in with racial justice and equality. I tie it in because that's very very hip right now. <laughs> equality, synergy, my man. It's very hip. Very hip to... Unfortunately, it's not very hip, obviously. <laughs> We've got people wrapping themselves in Confederate flags that say Trump 2016 today. I kind of want to buy one of those. I mean, you know, for history. I feel like you should make your own flag and have it say Dork 2016 or something. Oh, I don't want to start a movement. I'm, 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 I'm always good. I'm always down to be vice president. Seems like a really good gig. I used to run for alternate homeroom rep in high school. Alternate, I like it. Because you yeah. still got out of the classes, but you had no responsibilities. <laughs> Perfect. And I, I actually had it set up so that... Like, we had a separate election just so I could be that every year. And the people went along with it because I don't know why. Nice. Yeah. That's good. All right, Josh Cole uh, at gmail.com, feelingsdetective.com. Feelingsdetective at gmail.com. Feelingsdetective at gmail.com. Yeah, and feelingsdetective.com. Feelingsdetective.com. Get his book. There's some albums. He's he's actually a a really terrific songwriter, especially when he's got an album where he gets many takes to to get all the words right. And I didn't even tell you about my sci-fi novella. You're going to come back. I'm going to have to come back. Yeah. All right. Like uh, Philip uh, Francis Farmer, who's that guy that wrote the... Never mind, it's a Philip Jose Philip Farmer. Jose Farmer. Nice Sirens thing. of Titan. Not, but he actually, his book, he has a book called Venus on the Half Show. You got it, my man. That's a deep, that's a deep Vonnegut I'm a, cut. I'm a huge Vonnegut. I actually use that in my new podcast. I read the beginning of Sirens of Titan, actually. My and favorite one. I read the first page and a half where it talks about... Um, how in the future people real like finally are enlightened basically and like I put that right with other people talking about some of this stuff. It's kinda I think you're gonna like and it. And so it goes. And that's called Feeling Heard. I'm gonna try to figure finish a whole season before I get that out. I got i I'm in, I'm on number six right now. I'm All gonna right. try to do maybe thirteen or something. Because I, I, I'm going to need to ask your help for how to make podcasts actually get listened to. Oh, yeah. Because I do it professionally. I help. I actually like, on, like That's I do marketing job. stuff. I make, I make them for other people, too. Yeah. <laughs> but if, So what are you coming to me for? I, I don't know. I don't know how to get anyone to listen to me. No one, no one ever listens to me. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, for, here's what you need to do. Compile the podcast into an 11-hour Dropbox file and then just send it to a few people and tell them, listen yeah. to the whole thing while you clean your house. I'm really sorry I missed up that one song. I, I, I have lots of songs, obviously, but that one... This has been Josh Cole. <laughs> I am Kilgore Trout. Play us out with some music. Alright. Um, hold on. I, I'm, I got that G tuned down. How are you doing on time? There you go. We're good. You you uh, play the song out and we're good. You want a fast one or a slow one? I want a fast one. Touche, sir. The minute I know what you mean, I'll give you your answer. Second that the speckled hands they start to break Believing you're right always makes you feel powerful While knowing the truth it leaves you a subtle ache Then you feel fine for a minute Look too closely at what's in it in a lightning Feel fine for a minute. Look too closely at what's in it and lie. Respecting your space reminds me of a bird feeder. 
Why keeping your pace is the half marathon you keep on meaning to run? Rosemary has some pain-numbing properties Why pizza's much better when you order it well done Then you feel fine for a minute Look too closely at what's in it And lightning crashes And you feel fine for a minute What's in it in life? thing you wanted seems so much like the first thing so I'll be sure to remind you just what it is that we've got the person you think that you want is an illusion like the feeling of rings burning fingers when you smoke pot then you feel fine for a minute Look too closely at what's in it and lightning crashing. You feel fine for a minute. Look too closely at what's in it and